Well, we have been in a series called The Mind of Christ. I believe this is part five. Let's look at Ephesians 4, verse 20. Ephesians 4, verse 20. I encourage you, if you have your Bible, I know we put the, the verses up on the screen, and I know sometimes we bounce around on some of the translations and stuff, but if we're going to, like, you know, this will be at, at this verse for a little bit, but I encourage you to, to look at them or look them up afterwards. Um, you know, take notes on what, where the verses are, but as soon as we put the messages up, uh, the video or the audio up on the website. There's also there's a little downloads place there, and uh, the scriptures are all there. They're in PDF and they're in Microsoft Word. You can just you don't have to actually download it. You just tap on it. If you're on your phone, you can look at it. You could download the file if you want. You can print it. Whatever. I encourage you look at the scripture. You know we put it on the screen. Look at it there. This is the Bible. This is this, these are not you know my ideas, and that's so important. Because somebody else's ideas are not going to fly in the realities of life. We need to know that it's God's Word. It says, But you have not so learned Christ, if indeed you, heard, you have heard Him and have been taught by Him as the truth is in Christ. The truth is in Jesus. That you put off concerning your former conduct the old man which grows corrupt according to the deceitful lust, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind that you put on the new man which was created according to God in true righteousness and holiness. Look at verse 23. And be renewed in the spirit of your mind, that you put on the new man which was created according to God in true righteousness and holiness. So two things, you're renewing your mind and you're putting on the new person. We talked about that. If you didn't hear the earlier messages, go back and listen to them. Uh, uh, we are a spirit, we have a soul, our mind, will, and emotions, and uh, we live in a body. But it's saying, so it's talking about renewing your mind here, and then putting on the new man, which is created according to God in, in righteousness and holiness. So we've been recreated, we have rights and privileges in Christ Jesus, but we need to renew our minds so that we understand and we walk in those. In uh, verse 23 in the NIV, it says, Be made new in the attitude of your minds. Be made new in the attitude of your minds. So your, your mind's going to have thoughts that it hasn't had before. To be made new. If we have the same thoughts over and over, we're going to have the same results over and over. Because we're going to have to see things differently in order to, ha to act differently, in order to have different results in our life. And we want to, our thoughts need to be based on the Word of God. The more they're based on what God has said, the more we're going to act right, the more we're going to believe right, and the more our lives are going to line up with what God has for us. And it's not just that, it's not up to God what God has done. Well, God did that. God, God, why don't you change me? God, make it different. See, people are praying those prayers. God, you do this. God has given us so much through Jesus 
But we have to understand it's there and we have to change our mind to think like he thinks so we can walk in those things. You know, it's like this. If I told you I had given you, I had placed uh, you know, a certain amount of money for you in a certain place, and let's say I had deposited it, I had put a, a deposit in a different city than where you live, and it was at a certain place, and I told you, you just need to go there and say your name and give your information, and you can withdraw. It's there waiting for you. If you didn't believe me, if you somehow some had, had an understanding, and let's say you didn't really know me, and I told you that, and you thought, and you said some understanding that, uh, from your background or whatever, I'm trying to swindle you or it's a trap or whatever. You could be thinking all kinds of things. It doesn't matter what you're thinking. If you don't believe me, if you don't act on it, if your thinking distracts you so you don't go uh, to the place to pick up the money, you won't have it. It doesn't matter that it's there. It's there. It's ready. It has your name on it. And if you say, but I, I don't understand that, you know, you know, maybe your family didn't treat you a certain way. So you're like, oh, I don't know. He's probably trying to take advantage of me. I'm going to go there. I'm going to be humiliated. Or I just don't believe that. That's just, that's just nonsense. Nobody would give me that. That's all thinking. Do you see that? It's, all, it's not physically uh, kept from you. It's not, in reality, God's not doing anything against you. Or I wouldn't be doing anything. I'm not withholding from you. Actually, I've given but for you to partake, you got to change your way of thinking. And that seems foreign, that example, that's, that's contrived, but the essence of it is exactly what happens. God has given us, through Jesus, what we need for everything. In life, in this life, in the next. But if we don't come to Him, if we don't believe on Him, if we don't say, okay, I believe it, and act on it, we won't partake of it. You know, in, in the example I just gave, if you said, Really? You gave, me, you gave me how much money and it's there and all I have to do is just drive it. What's the address? And I just, you just, just got to tell them such and such, okay. And you go, you could drive there and in a half hour, have it. See, you say, well, duh. <laughs> but the thinking, if, if you were, you could say, oh, it's right there, but why, you know, you can talk to someone, why are you, why don't you just go there? Well, I don't know, because such and such, because, and they could have all kinds of ideas. Do you know that's what we do? God, that's, people say, God, do this. And he's like, it's all there. You say, but I don't know how, and you have to do this and what, and you're just going around circles. It's the same thing. It's there. God has said, I've given it to you. You say, I don't know, I don't believe that. I don't see it. So if you were here and you said, I don't see it. Well, no, you got to go get it. Well, I don't, just don't think I should have to go get it. I think it should be mailed to me. <laughs> now, see, you have your own ideas. And that's what people, I, I, why, if you really gave it to me, why isn't it here? Where is it? Okay, let's go over this slowly. <laughs> because it's in this place and you just go there and get it. Well, I don't believe that. I believe it should be this way. Okay. You, you do without. You go week after week. I, I believe in, uh, that it's going to come here. It's going to show up here. But it's not. That's not what I told you. 
And that's what people are crying out to God, going, God, why don't you do this? Why don't you do that? Why haven't you done this? And it's not that it's all on us, but we have to think in line with what he has said and start walking in that. And it's going to change thinking. Change our, our, it's going to change our, have to change our thoughts so we say, oh God, you said that. Okay, that's right. And another thought will come up. Yeah, but you've, you've believed this for 30 years and your mom said this or your father said this or that teacher. And you're going to have to deal with the thoughts that are trying to keep you from the truth. Even though it could be, it's right in front of you. But it's trying to pull us off. They're trying to distract us. And, you know, we've all had things put into us over time because we live in a fallen world that don't line up with God's Word. We have to identify what those things are and change them so that we can live in the life God has provided for us. In the Living Bible, the verse 23 there, Ephesians 4, 23 says, Now your attitudes and thoughts must all be constantly changing for the better. We're supposed to keep coming up. Why would you keep coming up? Because our thoughts are more and more in line with what God has said. What His truth is. Let's read a, you know, this is really all just um, introduction. 1 Peter 4 verse 1, let's just read a few more verses here that we've read it kind of as a foundation, then we'll get to what we have specifically for today. Like I said, this is all for today, <laughs> but you know, we believe God that we're going to get out what we need to get out, so that's, you know, it's all good. 1 Peter 4 verse 1 says, Therefore, since Christ suffered for us in the flesh, arm yourselves also with the same mind. Arm yourself also with the same mind as Jesus. Like we said, I understand in context this is talking about something specific, but the principle is the same. You, you are to arm yourself with His mind. In the NIV it says, arm yourself also with the same attitude. In the CEB it says, arm yourself with His way of thinking. So it's something we put, our, we put on. We're arming ourselves with what God has said in His Word, and you think like that. So that's something we do. Romans 12, 2 says, Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So don't be conformed to what everybody else is doing and what's going on here. But you're going to be transformed by the renewing of your mind. How are you going to be transformed? By the renewing of your mind. Not by God doing something. God is going to work in our lives. Yes, He will. He'll work with us. But we give Him access by what we believe. And what you believe has got to go through your brain. You get it down in your heart. But what you think on all the time is going to get lodged in your heart. So it's impossible to, even if you took a hold of God's Word at one time, if you think on other stuff all the time, it's going to change the way you believe. That's why you don't look at stuff and expose yourself to st things that are opposed to God's Word. Well, I'll just do it a little bit. There, this is, you have to be very careful what you listen to. And you think, well, I'm, I'm so grounded in the Word, I can take it. Here's the thing. 
those deceptions have overtaken people. Satan's crafty. If there's an idea that's contrary to the Word of God, people don't usually wake up every day going, I want to believe stuff that's completely going to hurt me in life. They buy into it somehow. There's a hook. People buy into stuff. They, they once believed things, but they fall away because they started believing, they started listening to something that seemed tantalizing. Doesn't matter the word that you've had in you and what you believe, you start giving your attention to the wrong thing, you will start moving in that direction. And what was so strong in you, based on the word of God, you start putting other thoughts in you, your heart will follow that, and your belief system will follow that, and you can fall away. Truths you had, you no longer, now you can scoff at them. People do that. So it's our thinking. How are we going to be transformed? By what we think. You've got to look at the Word of God. Faith comes by hearing the Word of God. Well, when you hear, it goes through your brain, and it's going to get in your heart. So we need to, to, to be sure our minds are thinking on the right, the right thing. 1 Corinthians 2.16 says, But we have the mind of Christ, where the title comes from. We have the mind of Christ, and we need to say that. My mind, and you know, in... Uh, Timothy, it says, I have not been given a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. I have the mind of Christ. I, I'm, I'm lining up with the way he thinks. Like we said earlier, arm yourself with this mind. We're thinking like he is. We ha that's a, that's a, a, a challenge we're going to push. Now let's look at Philippians 3, verse 12. <clears throat> Philippians 3, verse 12. It says, this is Paul speaking, Not that I have already attained or am already perfected, but I press on that I may lay a hold of that, of that for which Je or Christ Jesus has also laid a hold of me. Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead, I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Verse 15, Therefore let us, as many as are mature, have this mind. And if, anything, if, if in anything you think otherwise, God will reveal even this to you. Nevertheless, to the degree that we have already attained, let us walk by the same rule. Let us be of the same mind. Now I want to focus on the earlier uh, <clears throat> verses in, in 13 and 14, but look at 15. It just got done saying these things about pressing forward, forgetting what's behind. And then it says, as many of you as mature have this mind. You haven't attained, but you're going forward and you're, you're, you're syncing up with the same way of thinking. It says, if anything you think otherwise, God will reveal even this to you. Nevertheless, to the degree that we have already attained, let us walk by the same rule. Let us be of the same mind. Pressing forward and forgetting what is behind is a mindset. And it is a way of thinking. And not doing it and thinking constantly in the past, will trip us up. 
We're going to be transformed by the renewing of our mind in this area too. This is an area. This is thinking. And we need to change how we view what has happened in our lives relative to where we're going. We have to look at that correctly, otherwise we will be crippled. Look at, uh, back at Philippians 3, verse 13. <clears throat> it says, Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do. So he said, I haven't arrived. But one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead, I press toward the goal of the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. The CEB says it this way, Brothers and sisters, in verse 13, I myself don't think I've reached it, but I do this one thing. I forget about the things behind me and reach out for the things ahead of me. Now, don't let this be too simple. There are a lot of people in here, we've heard this verse. But think about it in the context of renewing our mind. We need to think like Paul thinks here, because Paul is inspired by the Spirit of God. If we don't, we're not going to have the results we should. This is an area we can get tripped up in, and it comes to our thoughts. He said, I forget about the things behind me. I reach out for the things ahead of me. Look at the, the, the Living Bible. No, near, no, dear brothers and sisters, no, dear brothers, I am still not all that I should be, but I am bringing all my energies to bear on this one thing, forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. I'm not looking in the past, I'm going forward. This is a mindset. This is changing our mind and thinking a certain way. And this lines up with the Word of God. Paul knew something, and we'll get into this, but he knew something about forgetting the past. Paul wasn't somebody that never had done anything, you know, wrong in his life, and, didn't, and he's just speaking superficially here. We'll talk about that in a moment. But whether... We're talking about something distant past or this morning. If it's the past, we need to get to where we're forgetting about it and we're moving ahead. Because if we don't, it's going to trip us up. We have to let the past go and we have to press forward. And we're going to have to think differently to do that. It's a mindset. It's a change of thinking. Satan will attempt to bring thoughts of our past to us. Our thinking is going to determine how we react and how we move forward. Did you hear me? You will have thoughts about the past. Like, like I said, it could be something that tries to plague you about something that happened several years ago. It could be something that you just did. But you're going to have thoughts come. How we think about it is going to determine how we react to that. If, if we 
think wrong, then every time the thought comes, we can be crippled for amount of time. You, have you ever had, you're starting to do real well, and then boom, some thought comes about, well, this, and you just, your, thought, your, your shoulders can slump, and oh, yeah. And now you were excited, but, and how long, or if any time at all, you're staying there is how we are thinking about the situation. What would the word say? Paul said, forget about it, and go to what is ahead. He didn't say, turn around and just fix on this thing and beat yourself up or feel sorry. Or I'm not, I'm not making light. The word's not making light of things in the past. We'll see this. Paul had some heavy-duty stuff in his past. Yet he said, by the Spirit of God, you put that stuff behind and you go forward. Here it says, all your energies, you focus all your energies on what lies ahead. That means how much energy is left for, the, for what is behind. It doesn't say, you know, some people do this in reverse. They look at everything in the past and they're stuck there. And everything is, I can't believe, I can't believe. And they're looking behind and there's zero to go forward. That's, that's a way of thinking. And that's not in line with the Word of God. So God could have something glorious in front of us, but we're 100% of our energies behind here. So are you going to get in front of you? No. To the degree that we do this is the degree that we're going to press in with God and experience what He has for us. So what if it's, you know, 80% back and 20% forward? Well, we're, it's like we're dragging a weight. We go a little bit, but man, it's just slow because we're pulling this. 50-50, going a little bit faster, but still, man, it's like, what's going on? 90-10, woo, we're going pretty good, but just something, just every once in a while. <clears throat> Think about it, if you were 90-10, that still means out of a year, that means like 36 days, you are looking back. Well, that'll knock you off pretty good. What is that, like three days a month? That's almost a day a week. Well, if you have six good days, but every week you just get knocked backwards, and ugh, that could keep you pretty stagnant. Something comes up, and you know, you get going real good, and the devil goes, watch this, pushes a button and gives you a thought, and oh, man, I know it, and you just crumple. I did this thing, and I, you're, you're useless at that point. But you're feeling pretty good. You're looking at the future like, God wants this and this. But, yeah, but you did this. And, man, you could be so much further, dummy. Why didn't you do? And you're just feeling pretty good about what you did and where we're going. And then you look, yeah, but you could be way up there if you. What's that going to do for you at that point? What will that thought process do to you? Stop you? What can you do about that anyway? If you, did, if you did do something wrong, what are you going to do about it now? You can, regardless of what you're going to do, it's going to be in the future. It's not going to, you, you're not going to be able to go back. We don't have the technology. I don't know if it's possible, whatever, to go back. You know, God doesn't have time, but as far as we know, where we're at right now, you're not going back. So flush that idea. Anything you're going to do about it, it's got to be going forward. So what is that going to do? I'm not saying we don't learn from our mistakes, but if you're going to learn, you're not going to learn and go back and fix it. You're going to learn so you can go forward. 
Not going to help. Not going to do it. It's, but it's our thinking. You know, as we get older, we, we ought to learn some things. The problem is some of the stuff we learn is that we were stupid when we were younger. And that's a bitter pill to swallow. You realize, this is the right way to do this. I wish I would have known that earlier. Why did I do this this way? And that could be, everybody deals with that. But the, the Scripture's still the Scripture. Thank God we don't have to do everything perfect straight out of the gate. We're all, we're all done. You may get better results, you know, here and there, but the bottom line is we, we can't look, we can't go back and fix it, so anything we learn, it's got to go forward, and the, to the degree that I keep looking back and regretting and feeling bad, I am hindering what I could have now. So now I'm actually the future me. If I'm going forward, if this is the timeline, and I did some stuff I wish I wouldn't have back here, could be this morning, could be yesterday, could be five years ago, could be ten years ago, we're, we're dealing with right now. Now, right here, if I start going forward and all my energy or a good portion of my energy is looking back here, now, if I go forward and look back to this point, the time I could have been spent making the future better, I'm spending trying to, I'm worrying about here. So now I'm messing up the future. Because I'm going, in this time, instead of saying, now where am I going to go, and what can I do, and God help me and show me, and how are we going to get past this, I'm spending the time I have now to make the future better, sulking about the past or letting it hinder me. Again, not making light of any condition. People go through some heavy stuff, but anything I do now is just something I'll regret in the future. I, I, I'll feel bad that I didn't, why didn't I just get in the, get, why didn't I just change my mind? Now that's a process. You need the help of God to do it. But it's not going to help me. What is that? It's a way of looking at it. It's a way of thinking. And it lines up with the Word of God. It's not a self-help mechanism. It's godly thought. Because God can fix anything. I mean, there's stuff... Yeah, we deal with certain things that they're not the results we want. And we may have to deal with stuff, but if we'll look to Him, there's an answer. But as long as I look back, I can't get that answer. I can't walk in that answer. And I'm trapped by the way I'm looking at it. We can have a thought, uh, uh, something in front of us. God has a glorious uh, next step. He has a glorious future. There's something that He says, I, I can do this for you. But we're so tied up with this, we're bound. It's there, but we can't get to it like we were talking about earlier because I can't see it with my head. I can't see how this would happen. I can't see, I can't understand. I'm so caught up with something here that I, I, my mind has trapped me. Thoughts of the past can paralyze us if we'll let them. You made a mistake. You made a mistake at, in a time's past, so you don't know if you're going to make another mistake, so you don't act. I did it wrong. And there's something in front of you. 
And you want to act, but I did this wrong, or I did this and this and this and this wrong, so how do I know? And so you stop. I don't know what to do. I can't. Well, God has a way forward. But we can't be paralyzed by what we have done in the past. The past has to be, I have to put my energies in going forward and saying, God, show me how to go forward. You show me what to do. I'm going to, I know what I did. I know where I was, but you show me how to act going forward. And I'm going to trust you to do this. I'm going to trust you to help me. I'm going to trust you to, to lead me and guide me. And if I make a mistake, I'm going to have this mindset that, you know, because if I go slip, if I, if I say, okay, all right, I made mistakes, but now I'm going forward. But that, those better be the last ones. And I go forward and I make a mistake and it's like, ah, oh, forget it. Well, then I see I have the same mindset. And now the same problem that I was in just a little bit ago, now, you know, I, I made a mistake. I'm not saying we should make mistakes all the time. I'm saying the way we react to a setback, a, a mistake, a, some, we have to have a different mindset. Otherwise, we will stay the way we have been. And it will, trip, it will keep tripping us up. It will hold us in the same... So we go and we make a number of mistakes, and if our attitude is, ah, it just... I, see, I tried, and ah, uh, well, that's going to keep us there. What, it, how much energy at that point are we putting into the past? Because it's at the past. You make a mistake, it becomes the past. It doesn't matter if it's a minute ago. At that point, what can I do about that? Well, if there's anything I'm going to do, it's going to be where I'm going. So now, God, show me. I made a mistake, but God, you show me what to do, and I'm going to overcome. You show, I'm forgetting about that now. How do I fix it? How do I help this? What do I do? And see, that becomes, I don't care what just happened. Not that I don't learn from it. We don't want to keep doing that again and again and again. But I did it. Okay, move it. Now, how can I go forward? And if I, have, if I start shifting my mind to going forward... And that I can, I will conquer. Okay, messed up again. That's the thousand, two hundred and fifty-six times. But I'm going forward and we're getting this thing. That's different than, man, I have failed so many times and forget it. Well, that'll just keep you right there. See, that's a thinking. That's like, that, that, it doesn't matter that the next time is a breakthrough. It, it's just like, well, I'm locked. I, I, what, what's what's the, the insinuation of that thought? I will never get it. I failed, it will never happen. I will never overcome. I'll never be able to change. I'll never win. Locked, that, that's what it is, right? Doesn't matter if it was five minutes ago, doesn't matter if it was yesterday. I thought I was doing, but boom. I can't do it. Does that sound like what Paul was saying? That's saying, you're locked in the past, that's saying, what has been is what will always be. I cannot overcome it. That's not faith. That's not believing God. That, that is looking in the past. But what does it stem from? I'm looking at what has happened. I'm looking at where I've been, and I'm putting all my energy there. I need to learn. I need to see what happened, but say, 
this ain't stopping me either. I'm overcoming. We're going, and it doesn't matter. I am going to look forward. Period. Easier said than done, but possible. You know, there was a, uh, a movie, it was called Soul Surfer. You ever see, see, that's a good movie, if you're what, that, that girl that got her arm bit off by a shark, and she was a surfer, and became, still did very well surfing-wise in her story. She's Christian. Um, but there was a line, and I don't know if it, she actually said it or if it was a movie, it was just a movie line, but it was good anyway. Anyway. She was working, I think was working with her dad on some stuff, and you know, she's trying to paddle a surfboard with one arm, and trying to get up on a surfboard with one arm, and I mean, it's, I can't surf anyway, it looks hard to me anyway, but I imagine it's harder with one arm. <laughs> and he was, he, she was trying to do stuff and working with her dad, and um, He said, it's, he, there was something, and I believe, I may not have the quote exactly right, but it, it, he said something, and he said, like, it's not going to be easy. And the word, thing she said was, I don't need easier, I don't need hard, I, I just need possible. I just need to have something that I can go forward on. I don't need it to be a cakewalk, I just need to know it's possible. And if we're dealing with God, we need to change our mindset to, Lord, with me, this could be impossible. With you, you can show me how to get it done. You realize God knows the path through right now? Not with somebody else, with you, with me. He knows how to get to... See, we need to know we're going where He wants us to go, number one. We need to know we're, we're going after things that are godly. I mean, you don't want, God's not going to help you get to a destination, in other words, that he doesn't have for you anyway. He's not going to help you do evil. He's not going to help you get to something that's going to destroy you. So you need to know what you're trying to get to is in the word of God, and it's, and it's his will for your life. There is a pathway. If it's his will for your life, there is a way there. Because uh, if it's his will for your life, by definition, it's doable. God doesn't come up with something that's not possible. You may think it's impossible. You may not see a way. But whether it's a goal, it's something, you know, uh, in your life, whether it's a, something that you're dealing with with a profession, whatever it is, it, if it's where God's leading you, He can help you get there. He can show you how to get there. But we have to have, we have to change our thinking on this as long as we're saying, God, but I just can't, why this, and oh, if I would have only, then that's a way of thinking that will trap us, and we're going to look back, and we're not going to go forward. It will trap us. We're basically saying, I know, God, you may think it's possible, but I know, I know it's not. Well, that sounds silly to us, but that's what we're doing. We're saying that you don't understand. My situation's different. There is no hope. I can't do it. I've tried. I've tried this. I've tried that. I've tried this. I've this and that and that and that and that. I can't do it. I've tried. I've tried. I've tried. I messed it. Missed it again. Or this happened however many years ago. 
And that's the reason for everything else that's happened in my life. And I, if that wouldn't have happened, then things would have been different. Now, may have been. But if we stay there, we are saying, I cannot go forward. I cannot walk in the things of God because, and you name it, it's looking back, it's saying, that's not possible for me to go forward. In the Word, what Paul said is, I do this one thing. Look at, look at it in the Living Bible. I still have not, I'm still not all I should be. The New King James has said, I don't count myself as apprehended. He said, but I am bringing all my energies to bear on this one thing. Forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. Now let's look at, look at 1 Timothy 1 verse 12. This is Paul saying this, and look at some of the stuff Paul did. It's not lightweight stuff. I thank God, I thank Christ Jesus our Lord, our Lord who has enabled me because He has counted me faithful, putting me into the ministry, although I was formerly a blasphemer, a persecutor, and an insolent man. But I obtained mercy because I did it ignorantly in unbelief. And the grace of our Lord was exceedingly abundant, with faith and love, which are in Christ Jesus. This is a faithful saying and worthy of all acceptance that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners of whom I am chief. However, for this reason I obtained mercy, that in me first Jesus Christ might show all longsuffering as a pattern to those who are going to believe on Him for everlasting life. See, if you know about Paul, we're not going to take time to read, uh, you know, in the Bible about in Acts and everything. But he was a teacher of the law. He persecuted the early church. He had them killed. He was so zealous for what he believed and that, that Jesus wasn't the Christ and that these Christians were, were wrong that he persecuted the followers of Jesus stood there as they were being killed. And he did that. That's not, I mean, that was his life. And he came to the Lord Jesus, the road to Damascus. Jesus appeared to him. He was born again. And he had to go forward. You don't think he had thoughts? You're fooling yourself. He's a man. He's not God. He's a man that was used mightily of God. He's an apostle. But he's saying right here, I, I messed up horribly. I mean, look, look at um, verse 12 again. It says, I thank Christ Jesus our Lord that He has enabled me because He counted me faithful, putting me into the ministry, although I was formerly a blasphemer, a persecutor, and an insolent man, but I obtained mercy. We need mercy. What's mercy? You don't get what you deserve. What did He deserve? I mean, he's, he's having the church killed. And God used Him to write how much of the New Testament? 
He, he used him to now, when, when we're reading in Philippians, forgetting the things that lie behind, forgetting the past. This is what he's talking about. Look at 1 Corinthians 15, verse 9. It says, For I am the least of the apostles who am not worthy to be called an apostle because I persecuted the church of God. But by the grace of God, I am what I am. <laughs> that ought to be what all of us say. Amen. Not because I'm so great. It's by God's grace. And His grace toward me was not in vain, but I learnt, labored more abundantly than they all, yet not I, but the grace of God which was in me. And he said, it, it wasn't me. It was the grace of God in me. But look, at he said, I'm laboring. He did not sit and go, no, there's no way I can go forward. I've messed up so bad. Forget, you can't use me. He could have done that. I mean, if you think he couldn't have done that, then you just think that God controls everything and enforces people, people's wills. He, he, that's not true. Paul had to do something. He had to say, I've messed up. You don't think Satan brought that to his head? He's a man. He has thought Satan hasn't changed. Paul, you don't think he was not trying to stop Paul? Look at all the stuff Paul ended up doing. Paul was persecuted everywhere he went. We're not going to read the list, but you know, he's beaten, he's shipwrecked, all this stuff. You don't think Paul was... The Satan was pushing back, trying to stop this ministry <laughs> that we're reading, the Word of God. He's going to put down the written, he's going to be used by the Spirit of God to write Scripture. You don't, but you think he was exempt? I mean, you, I mean, it, could we think possibly that he didn't have thoughts that he would have to say, I'm not looking back there. I got a job to do. I mean, heavy duty stuff. You, he could have had thoughts. I killed people. I had people killed. And what if I would have just got in early? What if I would have just accepted Jesus right away? Why did I go and I fought against it? What was I thinking? Oh, he could have sat down and just been like, man, I, I can't believe I did that. I did that to those. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, God. I'm sorry. That was an option. But he said, one thing I do, I don't look back. I put everything I got into looking forward. I'm not going to think about how the fact that I had people murdered, that I persecuted the church of God, that I fought against it, that I blasphemed. I'm not going to think about it. I have to look at something else. i got to change. That, that's not going to do me any good. I have to think why, the way God would have me to think. He has called me, and I'm going forward. And he said, it's not because I'm so worthy. By the grace of God, I am what I am. But he's, he's telling us what he had to do. I don't think it was easy for him. I don't think he's on some pedestal going, oh, well, you know, I didn't really have anything here. You know, sometimes we, we look at Scripture and just like, well, just do this. It's so easy. Like, there, you know, just, no, it's, it's applying to the real 
issues of life. And everybody's at a different place, but it's the Word. It's truth. And so we can't look and say, well, in this area, I had it easier than you, or vice versa, because then you know what we do? We make excuses and say, well, the Word can't work in my, my situation, and we stop. Well, this is too big to overcome. I can't do it. That's a way of thinking. See, we're saying, I, I can't do it. I can't. I, this is too big. We're, 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 we're thinking not in line with the Word of God, and we're going to be stuck. Now, we have to go forward and believe God can help us and believe God's merciful. Let's look at Psalm 145.8. We've got a couple verses here. We have to change our thinking to think that regardless, instead of thinking, uh, regardless of what's happening in the past or the future, we're looking back and constantly looking back and going, oh, but then this happened, and then, oh, now I made a mistake, and we're, we're staying in that frame of thought. We have to change it to, oh, made a mistake, but God's mercy, but God's help, but God's plan, and I'm going forward. Oh, that happened, but God's, and, and start to think of this, the future, is bigger and can overwhelm anything that just happened in the past. Rather than, I'm going forward, but, oh, man, it just, oh, if I only, and it's like the past will overwhelm the future. God is merciful, and He's good, and He has good things, and even if I mess up, He still can help us, because that's all He has to work with on the earth, are imperfect men and women. It's true whether you say amen or not. Some of you guys may be thinking about it, going, well, do I say amen, you know? No, we... There is no, that's not to glorify and say, oh, we should just mess up and it just doesn't matter. No, don't go into the ditch with it. Don't go over and say, oh, it just doesn't. No, it matters. You know as well as I do. There are things you wish you would not have done. To say it doesn't matter is foolish. You, you didn't have to do that. I mean, if you, you wish you could have removed it, well, does that mean you'd have the say? You wouldn't have to deal with the thought. You wish you would have made different decisions. Every person has that, but then to say, oh, it just doesn't matter, that's in the ditch. But then to say, you got to walk perfectly, and any time you mess up, you got to do penance for it for three weeks, that's a ditch. We need to stay in the middle and say, I, I know I'm not walking perfectly. I endeavor to do everything I know to do. I'm not going to make excuses, not going to make, not going to plan to mess up, not going to make excuses for it. I'm going to do everything I know to do to walk uh, according to God's word and to live holy. But if I make a mistake, if I have made a mistake, by the mercy and the grace of God, I will still be successful going forward. That's a, that's a mind change. It's starting to think of a big God helping us go forward and doing His plan on the earth, and we're just part of it and working with Him that He's going to get it done because... We're going to just give ourselves to Him, and His grace is sufficient more than I just can't go forward, and no matter what I do, it's not going to be enough. See, that's, that's opposite. That's saying, God, your mercy is not big enough. Psalm 145, 8 says, The Lord is gracious and full of compassion, slow to anger, and great in mercy. The Lord is good to all. 
and his tender mercies are over all his works. He's a good God. He's a faithful God. Look at Psalm 103, verse 11. It says, For as the heavens are high above the earth, so great is his mercy toward us, or toward those who fear him. That's pretty high. That's the amount of mercy that's toward, that's, we got to change our thoughts. We got to change our thinking. Oh, messed up, but God's mercy is so great. We'll deal. We're going forward. Now, what do we change? What do we do? How do we, oh, okay, that wasn't exactly the way I, I, I envisioned it, but we're, gonna, we're going forward anyway. His mercy is, is overwhelming. He'll, we'll, we'll fix this. Oh, man, I, man, the thing that happened 20 years ago comes up again. You're like, oh, but oh, I'm doing pretty well, but darn. His mercy is greater. He can deal now, and I'm not going to waste another second going back there. I already hashed that over 50 times, times 10. I'm not going to give another second of it. It won't help me. I, God, I'm going to believe God's mercy. See, that's a different change. I, I'm believing that God's bigger. Doesn't matter how many times I've taken a step to go over this hill, God's mercy and His grace will help me. I'm looking forward. Okay, so I made a mistake. No, I'm going over. Not talking about sin all the time either. You just, you want something to happen a certain way. You're not there yet. You set a goal for yourself. You, you, you're trying to do something and, and you're tripping up. God can help us. His mercy is greater. Let's look at the rest of this. For as the heavens are high above the earth, so great is His mercy toward those who fear Him. As far as the east is from the west, so far has He removed our transgressions from us. Amen. Say, God, I missed it, but I put it before you. I'm going on. It's not going to trip me up. I'm going forward. Verse 13, as far as the father pities his children, that means compassion. As a father has compassion on his children. You imagine a father uh, holding his uh, child or mother holding their child in, the, in their arms and just holding them or caressing their head. That's what this is an image of. As a father pities his children, so the Lord pities or has compassion on those who fear him. That means reverence him. For he knows our frame, he remembers that we are dust. God knows you, God knows me, not making excuses for failures. We're just saying, look, we're going to give everything we have to go forward. Lord, you know. You know where I've missed it. I don't even know where I've missed it. But one thing I'm going to do, I'm going to look forward. Your mercy, your kindness. The ki mercy is tender mercies, compassion, kindness. You, you, that's, that's the way God's looking toward us and, and our future and what we're doing. Grace, mercy. Not talking about going off and messing something up on purpose. You just like, do, Lord, I'm going forward. This is tempting me to get sidetracked because, Lord, I want to serve you. I want to do well. I want to do well in this area. And I'm not there yet. And that can try to get you deflated and say, no. His compassion is so great, His mercy. It says He has great compassion on those who fear Him. What, when you fear Him, you reverence Him. You say, God, I, my heart is to serve You. My heart is to, to, to do what You would have me to do. 
The Bible says his compassion is great. His mercy is great. And there's help there. 